You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Diaspora Blues acknowledges this program is produced and presented on the sovereign lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge elders past and present and becoming, as well as the owners of the land you're hearing us from. So, here you are, too foreign for home, too foreign for here, never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo, Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced by Ayan. Welcome back to another week of Diaspora Blues on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55 a.m. It's Monday, September 28, and This week, writer, essayist, and critic Shu Ling Chua chaster us about Echoes, a collection of personal essays about lineage and connection. As always, the wonderful Basta spins some of her favorite tunes right now. Fitzroy Legal Service has launched a free information and advice phone service for people who have been stopped, questioned, fined or charged for breaching the new COVID-19 restrictions. Have you been fined or charged under the new laws or stopped and questioned by police for being outside? Call 0434 136 501. Weekdays between 9am and 5pm. That's 0434 136 501. Or head to fitzroy-legal.org.au for more information. You can also report incidents at covidpolicing.org.au. Fitzroy Legal Service is a 3CR supporter. Shuling Chua is an essayist, critic and now poet. Her work focuses on femininity, self-narratives, and image. Her work has appeared in Minjin, Triangle House Review, Peril, and elsewhere. Her current writing obsessions include fashion, lineage, memory, glamour, pop songs, and old Chinese singer-actresses. My main form of writing is, uh, I guess, memoir and personal essays. Um, And now, more lately, my work is taking, I think, more of a poetic lyrical feel. So I really am interested in uh, building poetic elements into my essays. So I think um, I've had some people describe my work as experimental nonfiction um, and then more sort of the lyrical style. Uh, more recently, I've started writing poetry. So it's quite a new form for me. Um, and I do feel very much like a baby poet. Um, but it's like, always exciting to try new things. And I dabble a little bit in fiction, but um, fiction is not my name form. I also do write uh, sort of literary criticism as well. So I guess I have a fairly broad ranging um, interest. When I first started writing, a lot of my um, work focused on sex and feminism and uh, sort of, I guess, identity and sort of working through 
who I was. And I think now that I'm in my late 20s, that focus has shifted. Like the questions I'm exploring now are very different um, to what they were a few years ago. So a lot more interested in, in lineages and fashion and pop music. So that's kind of um, the direction my work is heading in, sort of uh, really, I really love exploring and sharing the texts and songs that I love. So that's where my, um, I guess, creative energy is kind of growing now. I think I've always loved writing. So um, I, I keep a diary. I guess I don't keep it regularly, but when, I don't know, the mood strikes or when I'm feeling down, I do turn to my diary and just write, have whatever I want in it. Um, and then in terms of the literary influences, um, I love Alice Pong's writing. So I first read Alice Pong's um, Unpolished Gem, I think when I was uh, just finishing high school, starting university. So that's almost 10 years ago. And she was the first Asian Australian author I read. And she wrote about Footscray. She wrote about um, High Point and like places that I knew I had been to. So that was such a, I guess, a shock to me that like writers could be like they live in the life that I live and they've been to the places I've been. And so that was a really incredible eye-opening experience. And then um, Maxine Beneba-Clark has also been an uh, amazing influence as well. I love, I think, I don't, oh, I kind of want to read it out, but I think in the acknowledgements she has this line about thank you to the people who have paved the way for me and I hope that I'm able to do the same for others. And I, that line just um, meant so much to me. And so, uh, so this this line is from um, her short story collection, Foreign Soil, which is such an incredible collection. Um, so they, I guess, they're the two uh, very early on influences, I guess. But as time has gone by, this I don't know. I, I can't list them all right now. But I think when it comes to writing, it's very much community is so important to me. Like that's often like there's a lot of shit that happens in the industry as well but um often I'm just always reminded by the people I've been able to meet and become friends with and like the fact that we're both having this conversation now that's only because we're both writers um and I think that's a really incredible thing so it's a poem that I wrote uh I think middle some few months ago um as part of a collaboration between Red Dead Poetry Festival, which uh, is based in Alice Springs. It's a really, really cool experimental poetry festival, and a lot of their work is still up online, so people uh, can just go and check that out. Um, so this is part of a collaboration between Red Dead and Peril Magazine, which is also an incredible online um, publication, which is focused on Asian Australian art and culture. So. Um, and the poem itself, Commute, uh, was written in response to a, a prompt from my friend, um, Eileen Mutsi Nyonsenga. Uh, she's actually based in Canberra and also is an incredible writer. And we were just sort of writing together online. Um, she gave me the prompt of, I think, light shimmering or light shining through lace. And so the poem kind of grew out of that prompt. It was initially quite a winter-focused um, and light focus poem and uh, I guess it it did sort of shift because then I was uh, for the Red Dead 
peril prompt was um, to share a poem that resonated or had meaning for you in this time. And I guess I started reflecting on the commute um, that, I mean, I don't miss it, but I think it was still a very important habit or structure in my life. And so, yeah, that kind of idea worked its way into the poem as well. You've been listening to writer Xu Ling Chua. We met in 2019 during an event discussing African poetics and language. Though from two different diasporas, writing has been a tool to explore and interrogate experiences of identity. I was interested to hear about their writing journey, how she's shifting as a writer, authors that have impacted her like Alice Pung and Maxine Benema Clark, and generally what her relationship is with the arts and the literature industry. Before we listen to the second half of my conversation with Shuling, let's hear some music. So this next track is called Carry Me Home and it's by the superb Emily Waramara. We walked straight plains Dust in my eyes Sun in the sky And you on my mind Longing for a place A place to call home Soft pearly white sand To call my own My island home She's so pretty, so blue And all the trees Are greener there too on my island home The spirit's still strong And I will ask the wind To carry me home Back to my home La 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 The sun and the moon She follow me oh Wherever I go Wherever I'll be Sunrise and sunset Never the same Cause there are different people Around the world Sharing my gaze On my island home She's so pretty, so blue And all the Carry me home 
back to my home. La 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 She'll carry me Such a great song. That was Emily Waramara with Carry Me Home. Now we return to the second half of my interview with Xu Ling. We discuss her collection of essays about lineage, her relationship to her mother and maternal grandmother, and what connects them and the different forms lineage can take. I guess things have been up and down. Uh, I felt back in June, June was uh, June, May, July was a pretty rough time, particularly a rough time for um, many people, because uh, at that point in time, the Black Lives Matter was uh, obviously it's a a movement that has been you know like it's been going on for many many years, decades, centuries. Like this is not a it's not something new, but the fact there was this huge spotlight on it and everyone's timelines or social media was just flooded with images and um, pain and trauma. And so I felt that was very much, um, I don't know, it, it wasn't, a, it was just surrounded. It was something that you were just sunk deep into. And so um, that was a really difficult time for, I think, many, many, many people. Um, and obviously with going back into the second lockdown, that has been difficult as well. Uh, but I think things are starting to hopefully um, turn around the case numbers coming down um, with a new, hopefully some announcements this, this Sunday. So creatively, I think I have said to people, I do feel quite sheltered. Um, the fact that I do have a stable job and I'm living with my family, um, like I have still been able to create during this time. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think um, I've been working on an essay collection called Echoes and this has been a really unusual time to be working on, on such a long-term project, but also a project that's happened quite quickly and unexpectedly. So it's a, it's a collection of three essays. Um, the first is looking at four Broadly, it's looking at my relationship with my maternal grandmother and my mother and um, just exploring the things that connect us and uh, in, such as, for example, fashion, um, pop music and sort of, I guess, water and movement. So my, uh, my parents are Chinese-Malaysian and they... Uh, my parents migrated to Australia and my grandparents live in Malaysia. So I don't have a very, very close relationship with my grandmother, just, I guess, by geographical you know, circumstances. 
and linguistic like language barriers as well and so the kind of the seed for these essays kind of was this desire to understand my grandma a little bit better and to try and connect with her in sort of ways that were possible so when I discovered that my grandmother loved um, this song uh, in the song is called Woyani the I which means I want your love and it's a song that's in Crazy Rich Asians and I um, when I first heard this song I thought they had written it for I guess bananas um, Asians who have grown up in western societies and it turned out that this song was actually uh, popular in the 50s like it was a song my grandmother loved and what I found really <laughs> not an interesting I guess, lay of history to the song is that uh, before it was a Chinese song, it was actually an R&B song um, in America. So this is really, really long history um, associated with this song. I think lineages can come in so many different forms, like not just some, I guess, blood related, it's also like visual lineages and language and literary lineages. Um, but I guess the other thing I wanted to maybe touch upon as well, which um, I was just reflecting on how, how language and translation is a pretty um, big part of my collection as well. And I was actually just reflecting on uh, a panel that you were on last year, um, what is African Poetics with um, Tiami, Achuit, uh, Saro and Denise, and sort of how um, I remember you talking a lot about the loss of language and that really resonated and like made me feel really emotional hearing that conversation because um, I think it's something I've been reflecting on as well. I think there are times when it can be tokenistic or a gesture and uh, harmful and I think something I don't have the solution to yet and it's something that I know I have to consciously reflect on every single time um, is sort of the space that I take up as well. Um, so I interviewed Jenny Zhang, uh, a Chinese American author a couple of years ago and we were chatting um, sort of about, uh, I don't know, diversity I guess and how often as like East Asian women like we're seen as palatable sort of, you know, uh, and we get our faces, our names are sort of used for this purpose to make a festival organisation look good. Um, and also just the fact that, I don't know, by taking up space or speaking on platforms and being published, sometimes you can, you know, silence other voices or other communities that really should be taking up that platform. So, um I don't know that I am doing a good job always. Um, I feel like it's something that I do have to consciously reflect on every single time I'm invited to do something or to review a piece of work. Like I often have to think like, am I the right reviewer to be doing this? Um, it's yeah, such a complex um, uh question but I'm glad you're asking it to me because I don't think it's something uh, you can just answer in a one-off way like I think one's relationship to the art sector is uh, is such an ongoing uh, question and ongoing like it's something you have to reflect on constantly 
and it's not like I don't know sunshine and roses all the time there are lots of um I don't know difficult questions that have to be asked you're listening to 3CR community radio 855 am on digital and online 3CR radical radio I think it's so powerful when you encounter writers and narratives that reflect you places you know places you've been I'd like to thank Shuling Chua for writing that makes us feel less alone. So you guys know it's always a pleasure for me to bring you guys tracks to get into. And this week is no different. I have some gems for you guys. You know, first up on the gem list today is uh, a track by Yaya Bay. She's from Brooklyn and uh, she dropped this album Uh, a beautiful album this year called Madison Tapes. This track is from the album. It's called Patterson Planks. It's a beautiful, you know, groovy, just soulful track about lust, love. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. So uh, let me just cue that up real quick. You were on my mind today. Almost forgot to play. Didn't know what to say to God Didn't know what to say to The man that gave me you And took you away Shit Damn he gave me you Then he took you away Yaya Bay and her track Patterson Planks, unmixed version, but it still slaps. 
and I know that melody is going to be stuck in your head for for time like it's been in mine but it's such a sweet one so it's a, it's a delight to kind of hum to yourself alright so the artist I want to play for you guys next has been hailed as the R&B princess of the internet age coming out of the UK uh, her name is Ojeri May and you know, she kind of had some success on SoundCloud early in her career, and um, she's been in the game for a while, actually. But she came back after a break this year and dropped an album called Before I Break Down. And it's about, you know, the lows of being in the industry, the the not-so-cute parts, the, the struggles of it. And this track, Whiskey Demo, kind of really speaks to that so without saying too much let me just play this for you guys real quick Welcome to a place where private business profit from a captive labour force, yet pennies are spent on medical services to a population in which the Indigenous, the poor and the mentally ill are overrepresented. Where isolation, humiliation and degradation are facts of life. Welcome to prison. It depends who's telling the story, I suppose. The prisoners would have one view, the people who work in the prison system would have another, and I think it's up to people to decide uh, where the truth is. Give government propaganda and the media spin doctors the flick. And check out Doin' Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio 3CR. We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution. 
Hey all you mob, it's Dr Mark Winnetong here. Coronavirus has certainly changed the way we live, work and connect. These changes can be hard for some of us and can make us feel no good in our head or spirit, like sad or worried all the time. Some of us might already be dealing with other things like sickness, trauma, and this can make it really hard for us to feel good about anything at the moment. If you're feeling like this, remember, it's okay to ask for help. Have a yarn to someone you trust, like your family or an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander health worker. You can also call Beyond Blue, Lifeline or the Kids Helpline to talk to someone or look at some helpful information at headtohealth.gov.au on the internet. A 3CR supporter. And that is the end of our show. Huge thanks to Shu Ling Chua. Their book Echoes is available via Some Kind Press. Go to somekindpress.com. That's S-O-M-E-K-I-N-D-P-R-E-S-S.com to grab your copy. Just a heads up, we're taking a little break, but we'll be back in a few weeks. In the meantime, stay in contact with us on Instagram at 3cr.diasporablues. You can listen to all of our previous episodes by going to 3cr.org.au forward slash diasporablues. That's 3cr.org.au forward slash D-I-A-S-P-O-R-A-B-L-U-E-S. I'm Basta, and we hope you have an amazing week. Tune in to Billabong Beats Tuesdays at 11am with me, Gavin Moore, giving a voice to both Western Kulin and Kulin First Nations peoples. Join me to talk about philosophy and dreamtime stories surrounding the waterhole, the sacred fire, the land, the plants and animals. Billabong Beats, 11am Tuesdays on 3CR. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.